it takes a while in a relationship for someone to say, you can ask me anything you want, and I will tell you. My guess is if you, you meet somebody today or tomorrow, that's probably not one of the first things you say to them, right? Go ahead, ask me anything. At least not seriously. Because they could ask some, some very pointed questions that you might not be ready to answer. Especially if it's someone you've just met, right? But if you've had those relationships that have spanned years, a, a relationship in which that other person has been with you, right? Who has seen you at your worst, who's been with you in difficult times, who's, who's seen the good days with you, right? A, a person who has listened to you, who's given you good advice when you've asked, a, a person who's right, looked to you in times when they were going through hardship or trial. That relationship is, is really strong, isn't it? It's a relationship in which, as you communicate, well, you're, you're able to ask and offer things that you might not offer or ask anyone else. I had a friend this past week who's uh, had a, a close family member die. As I was talking to them about it, I said, he's a, he's a pastor, I said, if you need, I will come over this week and I will just... I'll just, I'll take care of everything this weekend for you. And he says, well, you got to preach at your church. I'm like, my people probably are in need of a good sermon. I can find someone else to preach at my church if, I, if it's something I can do to help you out. He didn't take me up on the offer, obviously, but it was one that I'm not offering anybody, any other pastor who I know to do. Nor would, as a close friend, is it something he would have probably necessarily asked me to do. But I know he appreciated the offer. That's what happens in relationships, isn't it? That communication is, is not only necessary, but it enables us to communicate and talk about things in such a way that we're able to talk about things that are, are, are deep and deeply personal, we're able to talk and offer things that we wouldn't necessarily offer or talk about with, with anyone else. It's that kind of relationship that God wants to have with you. Right? As he, he looks at you and he calls you his child, right? He, he looks at you and says, I have made you my child through baptism. What I want most of all is a relationship with you in which you feel comfortable coming and talking to me about anything. And he gives us that, that unbelievable privilege of being able to talk to the Almighty God. You, you think about that for a moment. It's kind of an impressive and amazing thing, isn't it? That God Almighty, the one who created everything, the one who holds in his hands all things, says to you, I want you to be talking to me because I want to hear all that's going on in your life. I want to hear the things that you're concerned about. I want you to talk to me about everything. It's a unique privilege that God gives to us to pray. Because that's really what prayer is, isn't it? It's being able to talk to our Heavenly Father 
from our heart, to be able to talk to him about everything that's going on in our life. And because of the relationship that our God has established with us, it's one in which we can talk to him about everything. And so as you you hear that, and as I'm sure you've considered that already in your own life, it's a really neat and unique privilege to be able to talk, talk to the Almighty God, but there's not a whole lot of, well, things to figure out with prayer. It's pretty easy, isn't it? I mean, there isn't like I have to go through a set number of, of motions in order to, to get God to listen or to make my prayer valid. He, he doesn't say anything. He just says simply, just talk to me. You can talk out loud if you want. You can talk in your heart. However you want to talk, but just talk to me. So perhaps it catches you a bit off guard then. When we see Jesus doing his usual thing of praying... And his disciples coming up to him and saying, Lord, teach us how to pray. Right? It's not as though the, the, the concept of prayer is that hard that the, the disciples were just flabbergasted and confused as far as how this whole talk to God thing works. But they noticed something about Jesus. They noticed that talking to his heavenly Father was a regular occurrence in Jesus' life. In fact, we're told in in all of the Gospels that Jesus often got up early in the morning in order to go off by himself and talk to his Heavenly Father to pray. And perhaps it was one of those such instances that we hear about here in Luke where Jesus had gone off to pray. Perhaps his disciples had tagged along with him that, that morning. And as Jesus was praying, they... Listen, perhaps Jesus was talking out loud as he prayed. But they heard, and they said, Lord, teach us how to pray. And what they were asking wasn't so much, Lord, all right, teach us how this works, like how I'm supposed to to talk to my heavenly Father. But more along the lines of, Lord, teach us what to pray about. And the confidence that that we can have as God's children as we talk to our Heavenly Father. And as we see Jesus answer to his disciples, well, you and I are encouraged to do the same thing, huh? Lord, teach us to pray. Because my guess is, as children of God, we all have a prayer life, right? That's what we would call it. We we have a, a part of our life in which we talk to our Heavenly Father. How is yours? Is it one, perhaps, that you look and say, well, yeah, I talk to my Heavenly Father. It's usually when things are going bad. And he's my rescue, my lifeline. And that's really it. And that's good. I mean, that's good that you're going to your Heavenly Father when things are bad. But that's not the only time your Heavenly Father wants to hear from you, right? Or perhaps as you look at your prayer life, you'd say, yeah, I, I pray regularly, I pray, I pray daily. But as you look at the content of your prayers, it's a lot of, Lord, this is what I need, this is what I want. And it focuses a, a, a lot around you. Well, we could probably say that that's not bad, but it's not also the type of prayer life that God wants you to have as a child of God. 
right? Or you might look at the things that you're asking for in prayer and it really revolves around your entire life here on earth and the things you want and need in order to have an easier or better life here on earth. And well, this we're going to hear Jesus as he teaches his disciples. That's really not, should be the, the whole substance of the believer's prayer life either. My guess is, if you're like me, you look at your prayer life and there might be an aspect or two where you go, oh, that's okay. But there's always stuff to work on, isn't there? When our Heavenly Father encourages us to pray continuously, to have just an ongoing conversation with Him throughout our day about the good, the bad, the things that are going on, the things that we're worried about, the things that we need, the things that we see others need, right, we hear the encouragement that He wants us to talk to Him openly and honestly about, well, the sin in our life and everything else. We're perhaps not as good as prayers as we perhaps think we are, huh? And that's okay. Because we have a Savior who came and was the perfect prayer. A Savior who came and prayed perfectly in our place, right? He came and, and had a, a, a relationship with his Father, Heavenly Father that was such that he talked perfectly to him regularly. Not only about his own needs, but about the needs of those around him. Right? That had a perfect balance between spiritual blessings and spiritual needs and his own physical needs that he had. One who came and prayed perfectly for us because, well, our prayer life isn't what it should be. And a Savior who, being that perfect prayer, sacrificed his life to forgive all of the times that our prayer life is, well, less than what it should be. A, a Savior who is perfectly suited to do exactly what the disciples and what you and I ask him to do. Lord, teach us to pray. Man, and, and as we see what our God has done for us, how, how through our Savior he's forgiven our sins, he's made us his children, he's opened to us the doors of heaven and said, this is an open door policy now for you as a child of God that not only is heaven yours, but you have an open line of communication with the Almighty God. The God who created you, the God who loves you, the God who's forgiven you, and the God who's given you an eternity in heaven. Man, now it's with eagerness I say, Lord, teach us, teach us, teach, teach me to pray. And so as Jesus answers his disciples, he does just that, right? He says, Lord, you, when, you, when you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come. Right? And, and, and if you look, note, in essence, he uses what we know as the Lord's Prayer in order to teach his disciples how to pray. Do you notice anything about Luke's recording of the Lord's Prayer? He forgets a few, doesn't he? He doesn't have all of the petitions that we pray and that Matthew records in his recount of, of this. There could be a couple reasons for that, perhaps it wasn't the only time Jesus taught his disciples how to pray. But remember what Jesus is doing with this prayer. He isn't teaching his disciples, this is how you are to pray and this is what you are to say. Instead, what is he teaching them? This is how you pray in the sense of these are the things you should be talking to your Heavenly Father about. Right? So you look and say, 
Those first couple petitions, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come. Really, what is Jesus focusing on there? He's teaching his disciples to pray for spiritual blessings, right? Lord, let your name be hallowed. Let your name be holy in all that we do, in what we say, in how we act as your children. Right? Let your kingdom come. Remember that, that God's kingdom is, is Christ's rule in our hearts. So when we, we are praying for God's kingdom, we're come, we're asking that God would, well, his kingdom would come to us. Right? That, that God would, would strengthen the faith that he has, has uh, planted in our hearts. And that God's kingdom would come to others. That, that through the proclamation of God's word and, and through us sharing our faith, kingdom would come to others and that faith would be created in their hearts. Right, you look at those opening petitions and we're asking for spiritual blessings. And then he says, give us today our daily bread. That's the easy one. What else are we to pray for? Material blessings, right? Lord, give me all that I need to get through today. Right? Give me food, give me clothes, give me things that I, the, the, the roof over my head, the things that I need in order to survive. Then he says, forgive us our sins, right? As we forgive those who sin against us, lead us not into temptation. Again, we're back to praying for spiritual blessings, but really spiritual blessings as they apply to those around us, right? Lord, as I see and understand all that you have forgiven me, how you have made me your child and washed away all of my sin, may that same love that you have for me so permeate my life that I'm eager to forgive when someone sins against me. Lord, be such a part of my life that you can guard and protect me from the devil and all of his temptations. You, you begin to pick up a few things as you look at the Lord's Prayer as a, as a model, as an outline for our own prayer life. Most of the petitions, six, if I remember right from Matthew's, Four here in Luke's deal with spiritual blessings. How many deal with material blessings? One. So as we look at our prayer life, what is Jesus teaching about what we are to be praying for? The balance? Things that are most important, right? The things that are most important to a child of God are those spiritual blessings that God promises to us that, that we need help with in our life. Does he hear, does he want to hear about our physical needs? The things that we need for daily life? Yeah. <laughs> That's why he, he, he puts one of those petitions in there. But that isn't to be all of our prayer life either. Right, that as we look at how to pray as a child of God, Jesus teaches us there's balance in your prayer life. That we balance our, in what we are asking for as far as spiritual blessings and material blessings. Blessings for us and how those blessings through us interact with the people around us. He, <clears throat> excuse me. He teaches us, notice that none of the petitions ask for anything for me. In that, we are saying, ask anything just for me or for my own good. We're asking for daily bread, but two, even that petition, it's not just for me, is it? 
that nowhere does he say is the word my. That what we learn in Jesus, what Jesus is teaching his, his disciples is that there is a balance there even of what we're asking for ourselves, huh? There are things we ask for ourselves, but we remember to include others in our prayers. Then he gives two illustrations to help drive home the point of how we are to pray. So he says, Lord, right, teach us to pray, gives us an outline for what our prayers can look like, where that balance is, the things we are to be including in our prayers. And as you do that, as you think through those things, the, Jesus uses two illustrations to help encourage his disciples to do just the things he had been talking about, right? So he, he uses the first example, right, of you have a friend who has late-night guests come over to his house, and he goes to his friend and says, Lord, what I need from you is some bread because I've had some, some guests come over. And the guy says, I'm already in bed. My kids, the lights are out. The door is locked, right? This pillow is really comfortable. I don't want to get up and help you. But not because he is his friend. Why does he get up? Because of his boldness and his persistence, right? That same persistence we heard in our first lesson with Abraham. Right, so you look at that first illustration and what the Lord is teaching his disciples as far as, as prayer is, be persistent. Right, continue talking to your heavenly Father about those things that are important in your life. Uh, both material and spiritual blessings that God has, has encouraged you to ask for. Be persistent in asking for those things. Well, why would we be persistent? Jesus answers that very next thing, right? He says, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you, right? Because the one who asks receives. The one who seeks finds. And to the one who knocks, the door is opened. In other words, Jesus is telling his disciples, I'm going to answer your prayers. Right? Then it's not just here, but in God's word. God promises his children that when they pray, he will answer them. So think of the encouragement and the strength that gives us. God tells us he wants us to pray to him, and he gives us an idea of what that begins to look like, right? And then he says, be persistent, because I'm going to listen to you. I'm going to answer your prayers. And then if you're worried about the answer he gives you, he gives, Jesus gives his disciples another illustration, doesn't he? He says, which of you, if, if a child asks for Oh, I forgot the picture. <laughs> if he asks you for a fish, we'll give him a snake, right? Or if he asks for an egg, we'll give him a scorpion. He says, if you are evil, right, you have a sinful nature, but you still know how to give your children good gifts, how much more your heavenly Father who's perfect and who loves you perfectly will give you what's best for you. Think of the the comfort and the encouragement and the confidence that gives to you and I as children of God as we talk to him. We don't just do it persistently because we know God will answer, but we do it confidently because we are confident that the answer he gives us is, coming, is the one that comes from the, the hand of a God who, who loves us and cares for us 
It's an answer that is absolutely best for us and the people we are praying for. Man, Lord, teach us to pray, huh? Teach us to to pray so that we know what to pray for. Right, so that the balance of our prayer life strikes that, that balance that you, you taught your disciples as far as material blessings and spiritual blessings about praying for others and praying for ourselves. Lord, teach us to pray with, with persistence. Knowing that you will answer our prayers. And Lord, teach us to pray with confidence because we know that you'll answer in a way that's, that's perfect and best for us. Lord, teach us to pray. Amen. And the peace of God, which goes beyond our understanding, will guard and will keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Our Savior Lutheran Church is located on the south side of Birmingham off Highway 280. We are on Dunnett Valley Road, about three quarters of a mile east of Treetop Family Adventure and Sports Blast. Our Sunday services begin at 1015 with Sunday School and Bible Class at 9 o'clock. We welcome visitors and hope to see you soon. For more information, please visit our website at OurSaviorBirmingham.com. Click on Sermons at the top of the page for a copy of today's service folder. You can also find us online on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.